It's finally 2022, a new year and surprisingly just three days in, we're already seeing some damning admissions from the same people who had no problem lying to us for the past two years. From MSNBC to Dr. Fauci, it's surprising that we're hearing the shift from vaccines and face masks are the cure-all to, well, cloth masks actually don't work and we never said the vaccine would actually stop transmission of the virus. As another election year begins, the truth is not only seeping out, it's coming out like a flood, and the media realizes that they can't keep up the facade for much longer. In a country once ruled by Dr. Fauci and big tech censorship, will we finally see the truth win as more and more Americans wake up to how awful Joe Biden is or how stupid and erroneous the science we've been following is? Or will we once again be distracted by the fear, manipulation, and propaganda pushed by our government? The year is already off to quite the start as Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene gets permanently suspended from Twitter and everyone looks to Joe Rogan as their main source of truth in a world corroded with lies. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and happy new year. It is officially 2022 and here we are getting ready to talk about all of the exact same things that we talked about for the past two years. Except this time, there's a little bit of truth sprinkled in by, again, those very same people who have been lying to us. But before we get into that, if you do like the show, please remember you can always find it on podcast as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Podbean, anywhere you can find podcasts. If you don't pay for YouTube Premium and maybe you want to close out of the app and still listen to the information, you can always go to podcasts and access every single one of the shows. Also, please remember, more importantly, that you can go to my website, sassisofficial.com, where you can always find all of my episodes uncensored and untouched by big tech. I am going to start deleting old episodes here on YouTube so that way we can stay on this platform longer and you'll have to go to the website to find all of those old episodes so savsaysofficial.com go check that out and then finally if you'd like to support me as well remember you can always go to savsays.locals.com to go check out some extra extra stuff that I put out some extra uh, content and commentary blah 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 all right let's go ahead and jump straight into the show starting off with New Year's Eve now, for the past one, two years, we've seen during New Year's people kissing with face masks on, and it's the most ridiculous thing the world has ever seen. Unfortunately, we were hit with this for a third year in a row. Let's go ahead and start off our first broadcast of 2022 with this video from New Year's Eve in New York City. So to my podcast listeners, these two people are violently kissing through a face mask. And they're kissing again through the face mask. Just mashing their faces together. But there's a face mask in between. What the hell's going on? Now, I thought we left this type of nonsense back in 2020 or 2021, but some people are still bringing it into 2022. Now, I decided to name tonight's broadcast is 2022, the year that truth wins. And then I sat back and I realized that the truth has already been exposed. The truth has already been out there for a long time, but people just weren't ready to accept it. People were not ready to hear the truth. The truth has been out since 2020. 
in the entirety of 2021 and well into 2022, except now the media and these politicians and all these scientists are actually retracting on their previous narrative and statements. Now, the truth was already there to begin with, and it was for the taking of anyone who was willing to actually listen and expand their mind and understand that just because somebody sits in front of a big shiny desk and CNN's logo is spinning in the corner does not make them credible. So the people who were willing to listen to the truth and seek it out understand very well what's going on in this country, but many people are still under this mass psychosis. We'll be getting into that here in a minute. That was a term that broke the internet from Dr. Robert Malone, who was recently on Joe Rogan's podcast. We'll be playing a clip of that here shortly. But many people knew the government was lying to them, knew the media was lying to them, but they just weren't willing to accept the truth. Is 2022 finally the year, two years, going on three years into this nonsense, where people are finally ready to wake up and accept the truth that has been there all along? We'll have to find out. We'll have to wait and see. But it does seem like there is a big surge of People who are waking up, there is a big awakening going on right now. People are tired of being lied to. People are tired of the nonsense of basically having the media and the government think for them and continuously contradict what they're saying to the American people. So I think three years or starting off the third year now, people are finally getting tired and maybe now they're ready to accept the truth. I think 2022 is going to be a good gauge for that. Also remember that it is an election year and it's very interesting to watch the Democrats backtrack on a lot of the very progressive and radical policies that they have been pushing COVID policies and lockdown policies for one, and then also some of those defund the police movements and Black Lives Matter support that they've been pushing as well. They've already been backtracking on that because they realize that progressivism is cancer and that it's only going to hurt them ahead of 2022. We saw what happened in Virginia. We saw that that notoriously blue state has since turned red because parents got pissed off and they were tired of bad Democratic policies. They were tired of Ralph Northam, who was either dressed up in blackface or a KKK member and said that babies could be aborted post-birth, you know, if the mom decides, it's not really a big deal. People decided that the attack on their children was enough and they pushed back. The progressive policies were too much. So are we going to see the same thing happen in 2022? Are Democrats finally realizing like, okay, AOC, rein it in, girl, you're getting too crazy out here. We see you vacationing over there in Florida and not actually adhering to the socialist policies that you've been pushing in New York, you know, in the state that you're supposed to be residing in. Uh, so maybe we should just calm it down a little bit because it's election year and it's not going to look good if the Republicans come back in and take over the House and whatnot. At least that's what we would like to think. Now, honestly, just to be truthful here, I don't want to be too blackpilled starting off 2022. But remember that for four years, Republicans did hold the majority. They did have the power in Congress and they didn't do anything. Donald Trump at the end of his presidency got banned off of Twitter and now people are forced to flock to Gab or Parler or Getter, whichever in different platform they choose because Twitter is coming in and banning people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a sitting congresswoman. Remember that Donald Trump was a sitting president when they banned him. Now, commentary aside, let's jump a little bit into the news here, starting off with this picture. And this really highlights, again, the 
different classes that people are starting to see in society that are helping them wake up because when they see pictures like this one of Jeff Bezos being served on his yacht by a masked woman, of course, everyone in this picture is maskless except for the person serving said people. And many have said that there is a caste system in society now where basically the peons, the lower class are the ones that are forced to wear a face mask and those that are upper in society or, you know, better than everybody else, they don't have to wear their face masks. We've seen this many a time. We saw this at the Met Gala where all of the people who were taking photographs were attending to the celebrities walking the red carpet. They didn't have, they all had to wear face masks, but all of these celebrities of course were unmasked because we need to see their full faces. They're important just, just like Jeff Bezos. So a lot of people are waking up because they see pictures like this and then they question the legitimacy of only one of these people having to wear a face mask and that person being the servant here, if you will. So there's Jeff Bezos, net worth $195 billion, owner of the Washington Post, again on his yacht being attended to by a masked servant. So that's your new normal. That's the new normal that many in the media, in the political world have been trying to push on us. Bill Gates has been trying to push on us. And again, these are the same people who have become millionaires and billionaires throughout this pandemic while you have suffered and are forced to stand outside in the cold like these people here in Quebec. They were lined up in negative 20 degree weather, whether to find out if they were sick or not. Of course, we see those people lining up once again to get their Omicron COVID test. And there seems to be a flurry and a frustration and a huge fear in the air surrounding Omicron and how scary it is. So remember, while the elites are on their yachts being served by masked servants, you're in line standing in the cold worried about whether or not you have the next strain that was just unleashed by the government to try to keep everybody subservient. So I want everyone to understand that um, those are basically the two classes now. Let's go even further into this. Now, apparently our fully vaccinated, fully masked, and fully shielded U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin tested positive for COVID. And once my computer loads up here, I can show you guys that picture because it looks absolutely ridiculous. And we're still seeing this nonsense well into 2022. It's so crazy to me that we're in 2022. Mentally, I'm still in 2020. I feel like 2021 just flew by. And again, I don't even feel like I'm reporting on anything new. I still feel like I'm living in 2020 because I'm seeing pictures like this on the Twitter feed where we have Lloyd Austin who has a face mask on, a face shield on, fully vaccinated, again, fully masked every time he goes out. And uh, now he's tested positive for COVID. And this is like one of those pictures that continuously gets worse the longer you look at it. Because as you guys can see, um, He's standing or walking in front of military members, all of the military members, all masked up, and they all have face shields on as well. They're all lined up pretty there, you know, arms to their side, in their uniforms, looking nice and, I don't know, non-threatening, if you will. If I was a foreign country, I wouldn't be threatened by this. Like, wow, you guys are literally wearing windshields on your faces. What are you doing? And that's supposed to be our defense secretary. So there you guys go, America, striking fear into the hearts of our enemies. Let's keep going even further, though, because, of course, even though it's 2022, we're still reporting on the same nonsense we were reporting on in 2020 and 2021. Uh, for example, fully vaxxed and boosted Floyd Florida mayor-elect cancels inauguration ceremony after catching COVID, quoted, 
let this serve as a reminder to all of us to get vaccinated. So there you guys go. You're going to be fully vaxxed and boosted and you're still going to get COVID. But remember, it's because you didn't get vaccinated. I don't know how that makes any sense. Neither does this guy and uh, neither does anybody else. But just shut up and do it. Now, the reason why we see big tech censoring so many people online like Dr. Robert Malone, who is said to be the inventor of the mRNA technology, like Donald Trump, like myself, like Alex Jones, Rob, uh, Roger Stone. Take your pick. The list is long. Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. We can keep going for hours and hours. The people who have been banned for the audacity of trying to tell the truth. Marjorie Taylor Greene has since been added to that list. And her account, her personal account, has been permanently suspended on Twitter. F's in the chat for our girl Marjorie. And of course, Twitter is trying to say that this is the consequence for violating their COVID-19 misleading information policy. And so apparently she got five strikes and they per permanently suspended, again, a sitting congresswoman of the United States silenced from her constituents because she had the audacity to actually speak for them. And that's something that I've talked about for a long time and have realized that if you are an elected official who is willing to actually speak for your constituents, because oftentimes politicians, you know, they call D.C. the swamp because it's full of just these political rats who don't actually stand up for their constituents, speak for their constituents. They're all about the money. They're all about the power. So when you have an anomaly like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, who come out and actually speak for their constituents, what happens? They are completely silenced from The New York Times. Facebook has suspended Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's account. For 24 hours for spreading misinformation about the coronavirus, this comes a day after Twitter banned her personal account for posting a similar message. So we saw this exact thing happen with Alex Jones. I was actually working for him at the time when he got banned, and it was absolutely insane because I remember this like it was yesterday. I woke up, I looked at my phone, and it said, I believe it was YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, it might have even been Spotify. No, it was just like four big tech companies all at once immediately deleted Alex all at once. So it's obvious they were all working in collusion to erase Alex Jones off the face of the internet. And then we see the same thing time and time again with Marjorie Taylor Greene right now. Twitter comes in, they suspend her, and then Facebook follows suit. And they say, okay, yeah, uh, we're also going to delete Marjorie for having the audacity to, I believe she was sharing the uh, vaccine adverse event I can never remember what VAERS stands for. The Vaccine Adverse Event. I can't remember what the R is. But basically, it's the site that is created so that way people can document their adverse reactions to vaccines. Apparently, Marjorie Taylor Greene cited that for one of her tweets, resulting in her permanent suspension for vaccine or COVID-19 misinformation, which again, at this point, it's like, okay, if you're going to do that, Twitter, then you also need to delete Dr. Fauci off of your platform. You also need to delete CDC Director Rochelle Walensky off of your platform for their various lies and misinformation. We'll be getting into a video highlighting all of that here in a moment. But um, it's not just Marjorie Taylor Greene who has been censored. We also have YouTube removing the viral Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Robert Malone. Now, I don't believe that Joe Rogan posts any more of his podcast to YouTube. He made that deal with Spotify and he left YouTube because they were restricting his speech. They were censoring him. They were deleting his shows. So he went to Spotify for it. So this wasn't Joe Rogan's YouTube account. This was just another account that had actually taken the full interview and posted it. And then YouTube removed it which is exactly what we would have expected them to do because they do not like information and truth. 
being shared on their platform. We've seen that time and time again. So again, Dr. Robert Malone, just like Dr. Peter McCullough, who was also recently featured on Joe Rogan's podcast, his show got since last week, over 40 million listens. I'm not sure about the numbers for Dr. Robert Malone, but um, it was said that they were going to be going head to head on numbers there. One of Joe Rogan's most popular podcasts was with Dr. Peter McCullough. And why is that? We discussed it's because people are hungry for the truth and they know that the media will continuously lie to them about what's actually going on in this country. So Joe Rogan is apparently now the arbiter of truth in society because people trust Joe. He's genuinely an inquisitive guy who's like, okay, well, can you talk about this. Can you talk about that? He asks the questions that your average American citizen has questions about and wants answers to. He asks the questions that we all really want to know about. Unlike CNN or MSNBC, I actually have NBC on my, uh, my TV. And I just figured, okay, let me just put this news on and see what they're talking about. Immediately, it's January 6th, because this week is the one-year anniversary of January 6th, the worst thing since 9-11. Spare me, please. I'm already tired of the media's reporting on it, and it's not even January 6th yet. But first thing I listen to when I turn into N- tune into NBC, this week marks the one-year anniversary of January 6th, the most horrific day. We'll be getting into the PTSD experienced by the journalists that were in attendance on that. And as a journalist who was there myself, I'll be giving my own um, opinion as well to combat, uh, you know, all of the fat journalists who sit behind desks and commentate on the little videos that they see all of us getting. Yeah. Anyways, back to the censorship. So uh, YouTube removed again that viral Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Malone. And uh, let's play a quick video as to maybe why. Now, uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast, Dr. Robert Malone suggests we are living through a mass formation psychosis. And he explains how and why this could happen and its effects. Let's listen to that clip. From basically European intellectual inquiry into what the heck happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s. You know, very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. Um, and how did that happen? Um, the answer is mass formation psychosis. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. They literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. And one of the aspects of that phenomena is the people that they identify as their leaders, the ones typically that come in and say, you have this pain and I can solve it for you. I and I alone, okay, can fix this problem for you, okay? Then they will lead, they will follow that person through, it doesn't matter whether they lie to them or whatever. The data are irrelevant. And furthermore, anybody who questions that narrative is to be immediately attacked. They are the other. <clears throat> this is central to mass formation psychosis. And this is what has happened. We had all those conditions. If you remember back before 2019, everybody was complaining, the world doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we're all isolated from each other. We're all on our little tools. We're not connected socially anymore, except through social media. Um, and then this thing happened and everybody focused on it. That is how mass formation psychosis happens. 
So there you guys go, mass formation psychosis. And many people were like, well, I want a better explanation about what that might be. What is mass formation psychosis? I heard Dr. Robert Malone talk about it. Well, apparently so many people were looking up what that meant that Google was struggling to manually edit the results when people were searching for mass formation psychosis. And this was pointed out by Jack Posobiec. If you typed in mass formation psychosis on Google, it said, it looks like these results are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for results to be added by reliable sources. So there you guys go. I often talk about how Google is censoring and will often suppress the truth and reality about what's going on. They'll kind of highlight articles about how, for example, Donald Trump is the devil. He's evil. He's a racist. He's He got peed on by Russian prostitutes. They'll highlight all those articles. If the most simple example of this as well, is Google Donald Trump and click images and then Google Joe Biden and click click images. All of the images of Donald Trump are like the ugliest pictures possible. And then Joe Biden, it's, you know, an attempt to make him not look like a walking corpse. Um, so Google does what they can. But anyways, another example of how our search results, our information is being manipulated time and time again. So those results were changing quickly. And then I decided to do a little experiment of my own in Google mass formation psychosis. And the two articles that came up immediately were Forbes. What is mass formation psychosis? Psychosis, Robert Malone, they left out doctor in front of his name. I love that. Uh, makes unfounded COVID-19 vaccine claims on Joe Rogan's show. And then that second highlighted headline from Google, YouTube takes down anti-vax Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Robert Malone, which likened vaccines to mass psychosis. So those are the two top articles that you see and top headlines that you see about anti-vaxxers, about Robert Malone making unfounded claims. That's what Google highlights not what the definition of mass formation psychosis is, because that's why I Googled it as well. I was like, well, what's the basic definition of this? We just heard it from Dr. Robert Malone, but give me a little bit more of an understanding of what this is, maybe some past examples of this, but no, it's immediately like, it's fake, it's it's anti-vax, it's linked to conspiracy, please look away, look away. And that's how Google works. So uh, Stacey Rudin, a listener of Joe Rogan's podcast, pointed this out, and this is a very uh, well-done thread, so we're going to read it here. She says, Robert Malone says in his Joe Rogan interview that the woke Atlantic writer who smeared him was obsessed with the question, what are you getting for doing this? Who is paying you? Malone said, I do it because it's the right thing to do, and the writer couldn't believe it. And then Stacy says this recalled to her mind her first encounters with pro-lockdown liberals in early March 2020. These people who she considered friends were furious with her and very stuck on this point. I don't understand what you get by doing this. They couldn't comprehend the moral imperative. So I wanted to highlight this because in the media and all of the people who get paid in our media, what are they doing what they do for. What are they getting out of lying to the American public every single day by going on their shows and spreading fear porn and lies about COVID every single day? What do they get out of that? They get money, they get fame, they get a pat on their back from their favorite Democrat politician, they get the support of Joe Biden and the entire establishment, they get the notoriety, they get seen as these beloved heroes who are trying to save America because they're saying the right thing that the government allowed them to say. That's what they're getting out of it. But if you're counterculture and you have the audacity to tell the truth, what are you getting out of that? 
You get censorship. You get your career destroyed. You get your life destroyed. You get called a conspiracy theorist, white supremacist. Like, I don't know how, but race is always somehow brought into everything that we talk about. So yes, you get called all of these things. Justin Trudeau was actually on an interview. I didn't pull the clip, but he was saying that anti-vaxxers are, yes, they're racist. So that's what you get for telling the truth. That's what Dr. Robert Malone gets. He gets censored. He gets silenced. He gets discredited. He's told that he, being a doctor, oh yeah, you went to uh, school to become a medical doctor for several years. Well, our 20-year-old fact checker doesn't like what you're saying. So we're going to just say that you're not credible. That's what you get for telling the truth. So what Dr. Robert Malone's Malone serves to actually gain from speaking about this is not this notoriety, is not money, it's not fame. It's the sense that he's doing the right thing and that he is saving countless lives by sharing this information that is being so suppressed. Now, what do we see from the media and what have we seen from them over the past two years, other than lies and manipulation and fear, whether that was around uh, race baiting, COVID-19, Donald Trump, white supremacy, the KKK running rampant. They had a huge cauldron of different topics they could choose from. And, you know, if the racism topic was getting a little bit overused, then they would just pull one out on Donald Trump and say, oh, my gosh, look at Russian collusion. Let's focus in on this. Oh, now it's COVID. Oh, now it's climate change. So they have a never ending supply of things they can continuously scare the public with. And again, COVID being the number one and most effective over the past couple of years. Well, the CDC has since been receiving pushback because like I said, even though the truth has been out there, not many people have been ready to accept it, but I think many people are. And this is what I'm talking about when I say that from the AP, the CDC received pushback on its updated recommendations last week that shortened COVID-19 isolation restrictions for asymptomatic people from 10 days to five days. It may change that guidance by also calling for a negative test result. Now, why did they receive pushback? They received pushback because they said, well, we initially said that people had to isolate for 10 days, but then we shortened it down to five days because we just decided that like mentally and economically, you know, because we do need to keep our country running somewhat, uh, we're just going to shorten it down to five days and that's science. Well, now they're receiving pushback because people are like, that doesn't adhere to science at all. That doesn't make any sense. And there's no explanation behind that. So people got pissed off and now the CDC is receiving pushback and they're like, well, actually, you didn't let us finish. And we're also going to add a negative uh, test result to that. You didn't let us finish. We, we were going to say that all along, but like you just didn't let us finish. So relax. That's the CDC. And people are pushing back because they're getting pissed off. Why it took America so long to get to this point? I don't know. Because back in 2020, I was making videos making fun of the fact that people used to wear pool noodles like on hats on their head or a hula hoop with like pool noodles sticking out of them to go to, into a restaurant to make sure that they were keeping six feet of social distance between each other. That video is on my YouTube. It's called The New Normal. It was absolutely ridiculous. People had face mask mechanisms that they created where their face mask would open up like a little duck beak to give them food. It was hilarious. I was making fun of it in 2020. And I don't understand why as a society, we didn't realize at that point, like something seems off about this. Yes, six feet of social distancing, 15 days to slow the spread. It's been a year at this point. I think we should, this seems suspicious. Now the American public took them a whole entire two years. And now we're finally getting to the point where the, again, 
mass formation psychosis is finally being broken. Thank God that we finally got to that point, but it took us a minute. Now, how, how did the American public get so manipulated? How were they so easily lied to? And how did this go on for going into our third year? Because of all the lies and disinformation from the media. But again, the truth is coming out and people are ready to accept it. And they're seeing the hypocrisy in some of the people that they idolize. They're heroes. Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. Let's watch this quick video to highlight some of those previous lies and contradictions that are now being told truthfully. Let's listen. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual, when in fact they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. Okay, so we already knew that all along, but now Dr. Fauci is saying it, so apparently it's a truthful statement. Uh, that was not the video that I wanted to play, but still relevant to the point, and I was actually going to play that one after this one. Uh, but this next video I'm going to play is a compilation of, again, Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, uh, making their initial claims about transmission and their claims as of today. Let's, let's listen to that one. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have it. These vaccinations, these vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. The booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. The plan is for every, every adult to get a booster shot. So there you guys go. I really like these compilation videos, but they make the music underneath so loud for dramatic effect and it works. But it's like, let's actually listen, though, to what these people are saying. We had, again, Joe Biden in that clip, Bill Gates, Rochelle Walensky, Dr. Fauci, making those initial claims that people were contradicting and saying, actually, that's a lie and that's not true. And then they were deleted off of Twitter. They were censored. They were deemed uh, not credible. But then 
Fast forward a year later, just even a couple months, really, and all of these same people are backtracking on that narrative. But it's not just the hospitalizations of children that are being counted as COVID when in reality, they broke their leg, but they had COVID, so they're being counted as hospitalized with COVID or from COVID, like Dr. Fauci was highlighting there. It's not just the fact that the truth has come out about vaccines not stopping transmission, We're also seeing this shift on face masks. Now, last week, we played Dr. Leanna Wen from CNN saying that cloth face masks just don't work. Uh, Let's listen to MSNBC from this week as well. What do you tell parents? Are cloth masks just not good enough anymore? Cloth masks aren't going to provide a lot of protection. That's the bottom line. This is an airborne illness. We now understand that. And a cloth mask is not going to protect you from a virus that spreads through airborne uh, transmission. It could protect better through droplet transmission, something like the flu, but not something like this coronavirus. Okay, I'm trying to be calm right now, because what I want to genuinely say is duh expletive but i'm I'm not going to do that because we're going to be a classy lady in 2022 and not curse on this show but it, again we've known this for two years we've known this since the beginning of 2020 dr fauci in the beginning of 2020 said that face masks don't work to stop viruses we talked about how the covid particle i believe it's measured in microns much smaller than the actual weave of a mask so they can just travel right through. Also, your typical surgical mask not fitted to your face, allowing all that excess air to just kind of seep through, you know? So really no protection there. The media, though, now finally telling the truth because people are tired of wearing their face masks and they feel like it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, Dr. Fauci is still trying to keep some things under wrap. For example, his association with the communist Chinese, which he almost let slip, but then corrected himself to say Chinese scientists. Let's go ahead and listen to that. Cause uh, COVID-1 clearly originated in China and we were fortunate to escape a major pandemic. So we really had to learn a lot more about the viruses that were there, about whether or not people were getting infected with bad viruses. So in a very minor collaboration, as part of a subcontract of a grant, we had a collaboration with some Chinese com- uh, Chinese uh, scientists. And, and what he... Whoops, Dr. Fauci almost let the reality of who he was working with slip, but he can't tell the full truth yet, guys. Come on, it has to come in doses. If he just hit us with the truth all at once, maybe we would get a wild hair in our heads and call for him to be jailed. Hmm, I don't know. There are some people who've been doing that for the past two years, but everyone wrote them off as conspiracy theorists. Anyways, yeah, let's just keep letting Dr. Fauci run amok with our country. Back to the lying media, though. Because, again, we are seeing little pearls of truth two years into this, the beginning of the third year. The media says, okay, people are kind of tired of this. It's an election year. We have to behave somewhat so that way we don't completely ruin any chance for the Democrat Party that they already haven't ruined for themselves with their bad policies. So then we see little tweets and articles like this one from CNN come out. People who are overweight or obese are at a much higher risk of much more severe disease and even death from COVID-19. And one new study suggests that losing weight can reduce that risk. Oh my goodness. Now my favorite comment on this comes from my good friend Julia Song and she says, fat phobia isn't going to help society in these dangerous times. We are reaching the one year anniversary of the insurrection. Have some respect and stop with the microaggressions and bigotry and fat phobia. I love her so much. 
is such a perfect response to CNN, who is, again, two years late to the party with this one. Why did y'all put this out? Who at CNN was like, <clears throat> so I know that this study came out like two years ago, but let's make it breaking news that if you're overweight, that um, your chances of severe disease or death via COVID could be much more severe. Like who was high at work today and decided to break that as news? I don't know. But it's very hilarious to see people make comparisons like this one from the Daily Wire. Krispy Kreme a few months ago, Krispy or CNN a few months ago, Krispy Kreme is doubling down on its popular free donut promotion for customers vaccinated against COVID-19. CNN today, people who are overweight or obese are at a much higher risk of much more severe disease and even death from COVID-19. So very funny reporting from CNN, who was once pushing free joints and donuts and burgers and fries, just like all of our Democrat politicians, on people to get the vaccination. Remember in California, there was a literal lottery where you could win money if you got the vaccination. And in New York, they were handing out $100 bills to people who got vaccinated. Look up both of those stories. They're very real. So we went from um, the media and our politicians pushing all of that to them making the jump now to saying, you know, obesity is a very real problem in this country. And maybe if we weren't so obese, then um, people wouldn't be dying from COVID at such a severe rate. Also, the COVID cases are being miscounted. Dr. Fauci has come out and said that. So uh, we are going to decide that that is credible now and make it a very uh, real thing that we all follow. Thank you. Thank you so much, media. Thank you so much for being two years late to the damn game. This is why I watch and listen to Alex Jones. Why? Because the man is already living in the year 2040, all right? He's reporting news from 2060 in 2021 and 2022, all right? And then CNN's reporting from freaking 2000s in 2021, and you're just like, what? So you choose, you know, which reality you want to live in based on who you listen to. Now, the people who listen to CNN willingly live in this type of reality where they're just now finding out that obesity is linked to health issues. And this would be their average listener and watcher or reader. Let's let's listen to our latest liberal on TikTok who has gone viral uh, regarding weight gain. Literally no research to support that losing weight increases your health. The reduction of adipose tissue specifically increases your risk for type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and things like osteoporosis. People that care about their health don't put their health at risk by engaging in dieting activities. So unless you have a diagnosed medical condition where losing weight is literally the only way that you will get better, losing weight is not healthy. It doesn't benefit your physical health in any way, shape, or form. And when most people say that they're losing weight for health, what they really are talking about is their overall general well-being. And research doesn't support that. Research supports that no matter the body size, if that body is engaging in regular exercise and eating balanced, nutritious meals, they will live longer, happier, healthier lives. Health has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of fat on your body. And people that actually care about their health would stay up to date on that kind of research. Okay, ma'am, this is a gigantic cope because you clearly are lazy and don't want to go to the gym. So you're trying to make up this fake science that losing weight actually does nothing for you. So let's just conduct a little experiment here. We're going to even use Google for this. The exact, uh, the exact search engine that I just said censors uh, various research results. So let's see. Uh, does losing weight help with your health? Okay, let's see what Google says. Uh, 
Immediately, even a modest weight loss of 5 to 10% of your total body weight is likely to produce health benefits such as improvements in blood pressure, blood cholesterol, and blood sugars. So there you go. Even Google can't lie about that one. So that girl's a raging psychopath and AKA coping with the fact that she doesn't want to lose weight and she just wants to be accepted by society. But these are the same people who are going to medical school, who are going to law school, who are going to be the next leaders of our institutions and currently leading our institutions. And the next cultural wave who are creating our movies, creating our culture, creating the narrative around the reality that we live in. And that's why everything is so crazy because they're like, we are going to take something that is scientifically known and pretend that it, it's not relevant anymore. And we're just going to completely manipulate it. And if you think to yourself, hey, you know what? I think I could probably just Google this and this actual science would say something different. Guess what? You're now a racist bigot and you're canceled. Congratulations. Welcome to the 20th century. So that's a little bit of the modern day. Very fun, very cool, very progressive. That's not the modern day I'm living in. Absolutely not. I don't know about you guys. But um, it is the reality for many people. You have these crazed liberals who have been indoctrinated with propaganda and actual misinformation spreading around that being obese is beautiful and that uh, your race should determine whether or not you get health care. For example, from the New York Post, New York, New York City will consider race when distributing life-saving COVID treatments. And I would like to say that the first person that this actually happened to was my good friend Harrison Smith in Austin, Texas. He went to go get a monoclonal antibody treatment. And the nurse said, uh, yeah, sorry, you're white. <laughs> Get out. And that's pretty much what happened. Now, what really happened was they told him, you don't fall into the category of at-risk persons. Apparently, minorities are more at-risk because COVID can tell if you are, uh, you know, more pigmented and then it will attack you uh, because COVID's racist, just like everything else in society. From this article from the New York Post, New York City will take a patient's race into account when distributing potentially life-saving COVID treatments, the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene revealed on their website. The city will consider race and ethnicity when assessing individual risk, reads the agency's official guidance from December 20th, which adds that long-standing systemic health and social inequities can contribute to an increased risk of dying from COVID. Oh, no, not systemic health and social inequities. <laughs> It's just so hard being a minority, you know? Remember that time Joe Biden said that it's hard for minorities to access the internet? It's a struggle for me to even do this show for you guys, okay? You get mad at me for being late? It's because I don't know how to work the internet because I'm brown. Thank you. I'm glad you all finally understand and get it. So anyways, uh, yeah, apparently people are being turned down for life-saving treatments because of their race, but uh, yeah, also maybe because turning said people away might help with that uh, COVID death ticker. It'll keep going up and up every single day. The media absolutely loves that. Again, from the New York Post, just because we are never in short supply of fear porn. Apparently, guys, we shouldn't be scared of Delta or Omicron. We should be scared of the next craziest variant, Flurona. 
Israel reports first case of rare double infection of COVID flu called flu Rona. An unvaccinated pregnant Israeli woman has the dubious distinction of contracting the country's first case of flu Rona, a simultaneous infection of COVID-19 and the seasonal flu. Okay, guys, so remember that the flu kind of took a break, took some time off because it was like, oh, COVID-19, you got this, baby. Well, I'm just going to take the year off, maybe two years. I don't know. But the flu decided, okay. It's time for me to shine again. I'm back. The flu is back. And now it's just mingling with COVID and it's creating Flurona. Uh, anyways, the point of reading that headline um, was to let you all know that you should probably never leave your houses again because you'll be violently accosted by Flurona and probably just immediately drop dead. That is not an FDA approved statement, uh, but maybe CDC approved. We'll find out in the next couple of months. Now, let's uh, see how people are coping with all of these different variants because it's very scary and people really feel the need to take matters into their own hands with some of the tools that the government has given them. Like the vaccine from the New York Times, more people are getting unapproved fourth doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. If asked to show her vaccine card, Stacey Ricks can choose from three. Miss Ricks, 49, a kidney transplant recipient who takes immune-suppressing medication, didn't develop antibodies after her first two Moderna shots. So without disclosing she already had received those shots, she got a dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine before federal health officials had approved anyone for a third shot. And then getting her fourth and fifth shots was trickier because by July, pharmacy records in the Houston area where she lives finally showed her prior shots. So she was armed with a doctor's note explaining that she hadn't developed those antibodies and then she convinced a pharmacist to give her two doses of the Pfizer vaccine over the summer. So woman is a walking cocktail of vaccines. She's got Moderna. She's got Pfizer. She's got Johnson & Johnson. But does she have that natural immunity? Does she have those antibodies? Survey says no. It's almost like your natural immunity might be a little bit better. I don't know. <clears throat> it's not like Project Veritas had Pfizer scientists on camera saying that. I have no idea. I really don't. It's just I really think this woman should keep taking a mixture of all these vaccines until she becomes a superhuman because at this rate, she's on track for her own Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with all those chemicals in her body. Probably some nuclear reaction that's going to make her start glowing green. She'll become a superhero, become a great franchise. Bada bing, bada boom, everybody wins. All right, back to the actual news now. From Newsweek, don't forget as well, we read this one last show, but still well worth mentioning because everything is crazy. The, Netherla the Netherlands is announcing a plan to give people up to six doses of that COVID vaccine. So this woman here in the U.S. is just one behind. Now, why are people fighting back against all of this nonsense? And what have many others in the media been warning that the vaccine passport was going to lead to? Microchipping? Yeah, that was a thing. I posted on my Instagram today. This girl tweeted out, I just want to get out now that I'm anti-microchip too. And she kind of made it a play on words for anti-vax. And I was just like, yeah, I think we should put that out there. And I was really thinking about how right now, if you say no to the vaccine, it's because you're a conspiracy theorist. It's because you don't care about your health or other people's health, right? Because you are living in this weird mindset where you think the government is trying to track you and trace you. And you can basically take all of that mentality and mindset and apply it to a microchip because when that gets rolled out, the same mentality and logic will be used like, oh, well, the microchip's for your health. The government's not going to track you. You're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Just shut up and get it. 
From Express, COVID microchip developer says there's no stopping rollout whether we like it or not. The developer of a controversial new COVID microchip that is embedded in the skin has hit back at critics who slammed the project in an exclusive interview with Express.co.uk. A Swedish startup company has invented a scannable microchip that is implanted in people's arms and can display your COVID-19 vaccination status. This digital implant is designed to be embedded into people's arms so your vaccine passport pops up when scanned. That is just so convenient, you guys. You know when you go to restaurants and you have to scan that annoying little barcode because they got rid of paper menus? Well, take it to the next level and just get microchipped so that way you can just bloop scan your little microchip over the table and then the menu will be digitally downloaded into your brain because that's the type of life we all need to be living. Absolutely amazing. And if you are anti getting injected with a foreign technology, which could potentially track and trace you for the rest of your life, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're a bad person. So please, everyone just understand that this is for your health and safety. And where does this all lead to? And why are people, actually, I just said what this all leads to, but why are people pushing back? Uh, because that will be our reality if they don't, which is why we're seeing scenes like this one from Amsterdam this past weekend. Let's watch here. So for podcast listeners, what you guys are seeing is a man being violently attacked by a police dog because he had the audacity to push back against his government and protest the lockdowns. So many pointing out, of course, on social media, imagine caring about someone's health so much that you're willing to physically harm them in order to protect them. Clown show highlights from today's COVID protest in Amsterdam that comes from my friend Ian Smith, who has been a very big proponent against the lockdown mandates. And he's kept his gym open in New Jersey, despite that racked up, I believe, hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines from the government. But uh, he stood his ground and he never shut down. And these people in Amsterdam also trying to stand their ground. And then the police just unleash their dogs on them. And then the dog violently rips their arm off in the name of health and safety. So sad to see the state of European countries, the state of New Zealand, Australia, Israel as well. And uh, again, we will soon see that. And we're already seeing it in various states here in the U.S. because the people were not ready to accept the truth. But luckily, in the year of 2022, hopefully many will be more open to understanding what's actually going on in society. Okay, now we are going to wrap up the show with the, again, degradation of our entire society because I just love to highlight how much everything has degraded. And we have to point to certain variables in society that have led us to our demise for example, big pharma medications, vaccinations that are constantly pushed on us. We're very much a society of instant gratification. We don't want to wait for anything. We want our natural immunity now. We don't want to catch COVID and then get over it and have natural immunity. No, give me the vaccine instead. We don't want to have to work through our problems and feelings and uh, you know, learn good communication skills or build up our relationship with God to get over anxiety and depression. We just want a quick fix. Just you know, give me some Xanax or Zoloft or whatever is going to make Make me feel happy inside instead. Just give me some, you know, depressing medications or antidepressant medications that have the side effect depression on the label. Um, this is why society has degraded so much. Let's watch this TikTok that I would imagine was taped over the holiday season because it looks like this person is with their friends or family. J watch this video. It, I'll actually narrate it for you right now. It's very, very sad. 
starts out with my family's dosages of SSRIs. It's every time it rains, Starting off it rains, with a cute 25 milligrams from Zoloft with a cute little flower. Don't you know each cloud and then we've got 60 milligrams of Prozac, a.k.a. enough to kill a small horse for the next girl. Then for our other cousin here, blissfully numb at 50 milligrams of Zoloft. 20 milligrams of Prozac, a smidgen for such a large man, probably another cousin. For Grandma, she's been raw dogging since 35. She's showing maybe one of our aunts over here. 50 milligrams of Lexpro Plus, some undetermined amount of tranquilizer. For this crazy aunt, not enough at SSRIs. And for another cousin, 20 milligrams of Prozac and 2 milligrams of Atigan. A fine cocktail for a fine lady. Another cousin here, 20 milligrams of Adderall. Another 125 milligrams of Zoloft for this woman here. Daily pint of ice cream and separation and anxiety from her apartment. So that's your modern day family right there. And uh, yeah, I was trying to narrate that so quickly. I don't know the relation of those people to the person recording, but I was just like, okay, you guys are all cousins now. Congratulations. They're all siblings. I don't know. But either way, this was a very sad video to watch because it really shows the average Americans, and more specifically because this was a very female-dominated video, females' dependence on SSRIs, the antidepressant medication. Again, that instant gratification of oh, I don't want to build up my relationship with God or maybe realize that feminism is destroying everything that actually gives me a sense of fulfillment. Instead, I'm going to stuff my body full of these medications which have side effects of suicide, uh, suicidal thoughts and depression. I'm going to do that instead. Cernovich tweeted this out today. He says, I've heard... Um, so he's retweeting this, and this is his quote tweet, but the original tweet reads, Once knew a gal who showed me a list with 100 names of men, also showed nude photo of a neighbor in our building who foolishly allowed her to take it. All unsolicited, I just patiently listened when I didn't want to take our friendship to the next level. She couldn't understand why. And then Mike Cernovich retweets it and says, I've heard that 25 plus sexual partners is the norm now for women in large cities. And the reason I'm tying these two things together is because the average woman who is taking these antidepressant medications is probably also a raging feminist who has slept with 25 plus men and doesn't understand why they can't find a sense of fulfillment. I mean, I've just slept with half the city. I don't understand why I'm so depressed inside. I, I mean... A family, children would give me a sense of fulfillment, not not more than my orange prescription bottle could give me. Come on, guys. I have had friends that were on Zoloft and they said, I had one friend who was on Zoloft for more than a decade. She said that she finally had to get off of it because she was so disassociated with herself and she was so detached. She didn't have any emotions and she essentially just felt gray all the time. And coming off of that medication for the first time in her life, she had to deal with her own emotions. And it was something very interesting to hear that someone hadn't dealt with their own emotions for several years. And it's sad to see the state of the average American woman and some men as well, who will instead of, again, living in the real world and understanding that depression and anxiety and sadness are normal human emotions, instead try to mask that with these prescription medications, which they in turn get addicted to because they are made to be addictive because then Big Pharma continues to make money off of said person. So that's your average American um 
woman there. And let's go ahead and take a peek in at the average American man as we wrap up. We have Patton Oswalt, who's apparently a comedian. I don't know. I've never heard of this guy before. Uh, he took a selfie with Dave Chappelle on New Year's Eve, and he ended up having to write an entire essay apologizing for it. So he posts this cute little picture of him and his friend, Dave Chappelle. And he's like, cool, me and my friend. Amazing. Great. Happy New Year's. And then, of course, everyone in the trans community was like, how could you tell this? This was an assault on our entire community. Ah!" And they freaked out about it. And so he issued this long essay about how he's so sorry for the hurt and impact that posing for a picture had on this entire community. So funny that the Again, we have entire communities and subset of people in this society who have lived such coddled lives that they make up problems for themselves because they literally have no problems. And then also that we have another uh, set of people in Hollywood and in the comedy world who are so bent on kowtowing to the mob and making everybody happy and being a people pleaser, not being canceled, that they will literally write an entire essay apologizing to people for taking a picture with their friend. So that's your average American man right there. Pathetic. Lacking in testosterone. Obese. Sad. Not going to protect us from foreign enemies. Probably triple vaccinated. Double masked up as well. That's your average American man right there. And then we can also look to Representative Eric Swalwell as well for an even better representation of uh, Democrat men, if you will. He tweets out, a man DM'd I should be shot for my family's safety. I asked Twitter for help IDing him. When Twitter fell short, I asked the guy his name and why he threatened me. Meet Jeremy Marshall, who told me he was radicalized by Tucker Carlson. And of course, this immediately got roasted because it's like nobody says they got radicalized by Tucker Carlson. I think Joe Rogan's also mentioned in this uh, tweet thread as well. But basically, Eric Swalwell is such a pussy. Whenever I had my big Twitter account, people used to tell me to go kill myself every single day. And I was like, okay, whatever. My favorite quote comes from Tyler, the creator. And he was like, Online bullying doesn't even exist. Just close the screen. So Eric Swalwell, a sitting congressman, utilized his time and energy to dox somebody because they said mean words to him. Absolutely ridiculous. Again, Eric Swalwell is so pathetic. We're just going to leave it at that. And that was just my example of your uh, average modern day man. So there's kind of your just recap of how America's doing. And we'll close off today with January 6th because it is the one-year anniversary this week of that horrific day. And we had uh, Brian Stelter saying that Twitter users are mocking reporters for talking candidly about the trauma associated with the Capitol attack. And of course, we had the CNN panel and Brian Stelter's on it and all these other commentators who were not at the Capitol on January 6th, mind you, talking about their PTSD and how scary it was and how awful it was. Again, as a reporter who was at the Capitol, who was getting tear gassed along with the veterans who were there that were very angry about the state of our country, about the election, about Joe Biden, as somebody who was there. I didn't have PTSD. It wasn't a fun day. I slept really great that night because I was climbing rafters and trying not to get attacked. Someone even grabbed my ass that day. So I even got sexually assaulted, if you will. Um, 
I wouldn't necessarily classify that as sexual assault. I didn't like that it happened to me, but I feel like sexual assault's a big word. And again, it was just like, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't like it. And my rule of thumb is, hey, if you're going to grab my ass, tell me who did it so I can punch you in the face, take care of it myself right there. But that was my experience at the Capitol on January 6th. Do I have PTSD? No, because I'm not a pussy. Let's keep going because Brian Stelter is still on one for this one. He says, we don't talk enough about the trauma many journalists endure in large part because we are not supposed to know about it. Journalists never want to eclipse the subjects and broader themes, the heart of our stories. And this is a quote from an article reading, opinion, being a journalist in the U.S. is becoming more dangerous. Now, was this written by someone you think who went and covered the Black Lives Matter riots or Antifa anarchists who actually will chase down reporters with a steel bat if they have the audacity to report? Do you think that this person was in any of those situations? Probably not. I would... I would go ahead and say that Jason Rezane, who is a podcaster on Spotify, was not at any of those events. Brian Stelter, for sure, was not at any of them. And remember how CNN was covering that. They were standing in front of a fire saying that it was a fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And then when things got too bad, they kind of just left and they looked away when the rioters violently smashed storefronts. Now, I didn't. Elijah Schaefer didn't. My friend Jorge Ventura, Drew Hernandez, take your pick of the long list of journalists who went out and actually got that footage. Many of us got beat up, attacked, mobbed, robbed, had our faces punched in because we had the courage to go out and actually report on what was going on in the streets of America. And are any of us complaining about the PTSD that we have? No, we're not because we know that there's more important things to be reporting on, not ourselves and our PTSD that we allegedly are supposed to have. So these, these news outlets are absolutely ridiculous. And again, because it's the week of January 6th, we have ABC News saying, Ashley Babbitt, a martyr, her past tells a more complex story. Many asking the question, okay, so are you going to write up an article like this about George Floyd who held up a pregnant woman at gunpoint who died from a fentanyl overdose? No, you're going to dig into Ashley Babbitt's past and write a hit piece on a woman who died, who was murdered by a Capitol Police officer, but then you're also going to treat George Floyd, like a saint? Disgusting. I really cannot deal with modern society. Final story of the night because it is important for Metro. Ghislaine Maxwell to be placed on suicide watch in jail as she awaits sentencing. Now, suicide watch in my mind just means she is going to be watched for the period of time when Clinton operatives come into the jail to kill her and then the guards are going to look away so that she can commit suicide because that's what happened to Jeffrey Epstein I remember the whole Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself trend people are joking on Twitter as well oh the FDA approved Ghislaine Maxwell for her booster shot what kind of booster shot do you think that would be uh, probably the shot administered to Ghislaine from the government is one that would only protect pedophiles hmm Interesting. Anyways, that's all I've got for you on the first episode of Rapid Fire in 2022. I have big goals for the show this year. So please, friends, if you like the show, remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. Please remember to like this video to share the YouTube channel. We're really trying to grow on all platforms. I really want 2022 to be a year of growth on multiple platforms. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please remember to go subscribe to my website, savsaysofficial.com. And if you'd like to support me, savsays.locals.com or my PayPal link, which is down below. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez.